Welcome to the Magic Valley Bible Church Sermon Podcast. Magic Valley Bible Church has been serving the Magic Valley for 20 years and is located at the corner of Gooding and Main Street in downtown Twin Falls, Idaho. Our service starts at 9 a.m. and is streamed live on our YouTube channel. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.mvbibletf.org or Facebook at facebook.com slash mvbible or YouTube at youtube.com slash mvbible. Magic Valley Bible Church, built on God's Word. Steve, I said, what instrument is that that you're playing? And he told me that's a, a clarinet on steroids. Is that what that is? Is it, is, it's not an oboe. Bass clarinet. You can tell I'm lacking in the musical world. Yes. Thank you for that. What a joy to hear song as well as instruments for lifting up our, our great Lord and Savior. I do want to say Merry Christmas. It's a joy to be able to say that, knowing that Christ is, is the one that has come. And, and what a, a great time of year for all of us. For we know that Christmas is about Christ. Amen. It's about remembering that that first Christmas, and in particular, that the incarnation of the Son of God as the redemptive plan of God. And this morning, I just wanted to give you, and your outline is going to serve you well, just some five points. Why the incarnation? And it's a great question to ask. Why did God have to send His Son to dwell amongst men? Scripture reveals that this baby, the very Son of God, who already existed from eternity past, is sent to dwell amongst men. We know this baby is God. It is this baby that we celebrate every Christmas. And we know that this baby had a purpose. He had a divine power, a purpose, and a reason why he came. And the question I want us to answer today is why? Why did this baby have to come? Or to ask it in another way, why the incarnation of the God-man, where God would dwell amongst his creation in the flesh? Ask yourself, why did Jesus, the Son of God, come into this world? I think in today's modern era, it gets foggy, it gets messed up, it gets messy. Even churches go to the wayside and, and, and make it more about the, the, fest, the holiday instead of the purpose of why Christ came. And here's the beauty of, of this all. God is not asking for you to come up with that answer, by the way. Even though he wants you to ponder why, his word gives us the answer. But not left to guess. Jesus clearly, even from his own mouth, gives us these five reasons of why he came. And so if you have that outline, you can follow along. I'm going to put some... Scripture is up on the screen. But let me give you the first reason, and that's found in Mark 10, 45. And that is, Jesus came to be a ransom for many. It says there in Mark 10, 45, Jesus said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. What a great truth. Clarity, purpose, reason. Just as there are many who traveled to Bethlehem that first Christmas to worship this, this newborn king, where this baby received gifts from the Magi, Jesus didn't come to serve or be served, but to serve. 
Jesus said the reason that he came was to give himself as a ransom. I think we understand what a ransom is. A ransom is taking something of value and exchanging it for something else of value. Often in this world, we, we think about criminals who take a person and demand the ransom in exchange for money, something of value for something else of value. A ransom has the idea of exchange or exchanging something for something else. And so with that understanding, what is it that Jesus gave as a ransom? The beauty of Christmas is that it's tied to the resurrection and the death. He gave his life in simple terms. He gave his life, Scripture tells us, as a ransom for sinners. He gave grace, mercy, forgiveness, all that undeserved because he demonstrated a love that is so unmeasurable. Hard to fathom, but laying down his life, spilling his blood for us. I think a very big key in the midst of all this is his understanding our own heart condition and why he had to do that in the first place. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned, which means that we have all disobeyed the law and the holiness of God. There's not a single one of us who has not yet sinned. God is just to punish us of those sins. I think of Romans 6.23 where, where Paul says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a great truth. The reason we need a ransom to be paid for us is that we have sin and we will continue to sin. But here's the thing about it. Your sin alienates you from the holiness and the righteousness of God. It separates us. If anything, it, it zeroes in the wrath of God upon our own souls. And the Bible tells us that the wages or the penalty of such sin is death. But here's the beauty of it. Jesus says, I will give myself as a ransom for you. As a result, Scripture tells us that once you receive Christ as Lord and Savior, you are adopted into the family of God. Paul put it this way in Galatians 4 when he says, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. It's pretty remarkable when you think about Christmas, when you think about the incarnation of Jesus. This redemption, this ransom that he's paying to free you from the wrath of God upon yourself. And as we look to the cross, we see the fullness of the wrath of God upon his son. And then to usher you into his family, remarkable, remarkable. It's safe to say this, we have been bought by the blood of the lamb, amen? And the incarnation of Jesus, that first Christmas, is to initiate this ransom put everything in motion. And to do that, God's son had to become human so that he could suffer and die in our place and pay this ransom for our sins. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, the incarnation, the coming of the God-man to be a ransom for many.
There's a second reason why Jesus came to this earth, and that is to call sinners to repentance. Not only did he have the power to save you, but, but he had the message to call you. I think of Luke chapter 5, where it says in verse 31 and 32, And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus came to call sinners like you and me to repentance. First, there needed to be a ransom to be paid. And second, there was a call that you must come, must receive, must believe. We see that throughout the Gospels. Jesus laying it down, calling sinners to repent and to to trust him as not only Savior, but as Lord. The word repentance simply means a changing of mind, changing of heart. And when you receive Christ as Lord and Savior, you're believing all that he said he is and all that he did. Repentance, turning from your sins and turning to Jesus, who is your salvation. Here's the beautiful thing about it. Jesus still calls. And the response of that is that you would come. That when you hear the gospel and the good news that, that you have a Savior born in Bethlehem is because he has come to call you unto the salvation that he has brought. There's a third reason why Jesus came. He came to give sight to the spiritually blind. We see this in two verses. You've got John 9, verse 39, where Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. And then in John 12, 46, he says, I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. I mean, this is beautiful when you think about it. The life of the believer, receiving grace, receiving the ransom, receiving the, the mercy that, that Christ gives, your heart and your mind is open to the redemptive plan of God, and everything else follows. Where there's transition, there's, there's this transforming work in the life of the born again believer. I think about the light on that Christmas day. As Dr. Varner said last week, you know, the glory, the Shekinah glory of of the Lord where the whole world saw that God was moving and God was doing his thing. I think we understand light. Light reveals. Jesus says, I am what? The light of the world. He has come to illumine dark hearts and to reveal truth. This is all because the incarnation happened. John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world, Jesus says. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. That is the meaning of Christmas. That is the reason for the incarnation. Quickly, a fourth one, Jesus came to save us from condemnation. It makes sense. If, if the wrath of God was, was removed from me and put on Christ, we are going to be saved from this condemnation. John 3, 17 and 18 says this, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged, 
He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It's interesting what the world does with Jesus. They want to minimize his impact. Coming into a day and age where even sharing Jesus in this gospel is going to become hateful speech. They miss John 3.17, Jesus came to save. He came to save. I, I remember at times when I'm, I'm sharing the gospel with people and they say, you know what, you don't understand, Pastor, how much sin I have committed. And my response is, you know what, I really don't care because there's a Savior who's greater than your sin. I think sometimes people think there's no way that I can come to the righteousness and holiness of God. Listen, his grace is much more than any sin that you have ever committed. If that wasn't the case, then he's not Savior. And so this need for salvation implies that there's a danger that we're safe from. And of course, that danger is sin and death and the wrath of God. The simple truth is this, that if God is for us, then sin, death, the world, Satan can't overcome us. Jesus said, he who believes is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Beloved, for you to receive the gift of Christ's salvation, you must receive him through faith. It must be a reality that, that he is Lord, that, that he's right, I am a sinner, and I need grace, and I need forgiveness. The incarnation, the impact of it is immense. And then lastly, Jesus came to give us eternal life. I think we, we, we love that aspect of Christmas. The fact that, that Jesus came, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not, not perish but have everlasting life. There it is, the gospel in a nutshell, right? Christmas means that God sent his son so that we could believe and receive eternal life. Simple, simple. But here's the point. It's one thing to believe this truth. It's another thing to receive this truth. It's one thing to know a lot about Jesus and Christmas, but there's a difference between knowing Jesus and receiving Jesus. And so the call, as he calls sinners to repentance, is that you receive him through prayer, through faith, and trust. That seems so simple, doesn't it? But that's the point, isn't it? God has done all the work. He has, he has sent his son. He has sent his son to die for your sins. And he's calling you to, 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 to marvel at this redemption and receive it. Christmas morning, you're going to receive gifts. You're hoping that it's from people that you love, right? You don't know. I mean, you're, you're going to take that gift. You're going to open that gift. And you think about Christ. God marking the world with light, shepherds, a virgin birth. I mean, how more distinct can you be saying that this is my gift to you? Receive him, believe him, trust him, follow him. 
That's the reason for the incarnation. He came to save you from your sins in order for you to be adopted into the family of God where you experience the fullness of what Jesus Christ has to offer. What a remarkable gift. And my prayer is that you receive him. That this Christmas would be unlike any other Christmas. That you would understand in, in the fullness of mind and heart that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. It's not based on your works. It's not based on your good looks. If that was the case, none of us would get there. It's based on Jesus Christ. Father, we do thank you for the morning, for the short exhortation to be able to just look at Christmas in the way that you have given it, in a lowly manger, in the midst of, of trying times. You stepped into your creation by sending your Son, who was eternally God, born of a virgin, displaying grace, performing miracle after miracle, being crucified on a cross, dying and resurrecting, ascending to the right hand of God the Father. How clear of a message do we need than this? Oh, Jesus isn't to make you morally good. Jesus is to come and to save the heart of the sinner. To help them understand that they need a Savior. I do pray, Lord, that those with listening ear would, would grasp the importance of this truth. Jesus, you call sinners to repentance. And we know that you're doing that even today. And so I pray for those who are fighting against this, this truth, fighting against you. May they submit to the Holy One. May they understand that you are divine, that you are good, and that you are gracious. May he help those individuals receive Jesus Christ. We pray these things in the one who has given us life. And the one that is the reason why we celebrate this incarnation of Jesus Christ, who was fully man and fully God. Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Magic Valley Bible Church Sermon Podcast. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.mvbibletf.org or Facebook at facebook.com slash mvbible or youtube at youtube.com slash mvbible